Good afternoon. Um, encouraged by your presence, you all had a pretty lengthy notice that I was going to be speaking tonight, and you chose to come otherwise. So I appreciate y'all being here, especially those that may be visiting with us. We invite you back at any opportunity that you have to be with us. <clears throat> I appreciate Kane and the work that he done this morning. Uh, Josh had asked earlier in the week for lesson titles, and I sent mine rather quickly, and later on, Cain sends his, and I'm like, uh-oh, this could be bad. We both kind of have the same thoughts in mind. So, tonight you will hear a couple of the same verses, and maybe a couple of the same points, but maybe after this we can be motivated through uh, the week on what we're supposed to do. I was telling Luke, I was thinking today, you know, oftentimes we think of Monday as Motivational Monday. Well, after fighting and running, today will be Motivational Sunday. So, <clears throat> tonight I want to talk about running. Josh, a few weeks ago in a lesson, he talked about the fans of sporting events. He, uh, the sacrifices that they make, they follow the teams, whether they win, whether they lose. No matter what the weather is, the fans, they sacrifice time. I know I was a fan, or still am a fan, of Alabama football, and I've been to football games where I was freezing to death, where Sawyer was trying to see how many popsicles he could eat in the freezing weather, and I've been to football games where it was 107 and people were passing out in the concession area. So I know about these fans. So tonight, for a few minutes, we want to look at those athletes, the ones that are training and preparing that Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. <clears throat> so 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, which we read this morning. We'll read that in just a little while. But we know that 1 Corinthians is Paul's first epistle to the church of Corinth. It contained a whole lot of correction. These people had a lot of issues going on before chapter 9. And in chapter 9, he's discussing all of his freedoms that he has in Christ. He speaks how he tempers those freedoms by considering those whom he's preaching with. He becomes what they are. Being his ultimate goal, his ultimate effort is to reach them with the gospel and he will sacrifice his own freedom to do so. Then in chapter 9, he illustrates one who competes in competitions. He says that these guys, they compete for a corruptible crown, but we for an incorruptible crown. And that Paul speaks of how he does what is necessary that he may run to win that crown, that everlasting crown. And he brings his body into subjection to Christ's will. By doing this, he prepares himself to run faithfully. If you're there in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll read verses 24 through 27 to begin. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. 
I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body, and I make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. When preparing to run a race, the first thing we have to have is the proper attitude. Attitude being one of the most important parts. Have you ever been around the person that says, I can't do something? I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't run a mile. I can't run two miles. I can't run five miles. If they say that, they won't ever do it. You have to have an I can attitude. In order to run the race, you have to be determined. Not only determined to run, but to finish the race. Several years ago, we decided that we were going to take up running. So we started with this Couch to 5K program with a group of runners, and uh, we run a 5K. I enjoyed it. I continued on. I run 8Ks and 10Ks and half marathons and attempted one full marathon, but we'll get to that story in a little while. But uh, you have to be determined to run. It's not something that just it comes to you and you say, hey, I'm going to go run. Likewise, the Christian, we can run the race, but we have to have the right attitude. We have to be willing to hear the gospel with a view toward obedience. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 15 says, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. John 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If you'll turn to James chapter 1, James chapter 1 verses 22 through 25, James 1, 22 through 25, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So James is saying here, It's like a person that has mud all over his face and he goes and looks in the mirror. He sees the mud all over his face, but then just turns and walks away and forgets that he had mud on his face. The same being Christians with sin. We see, we look into the perfect law, the Bible, we see that we have a flaw, but yet we turn away and as soon as we get away from the mirror, we forget that we have that flaw. We have to be willing to hear the Lord and to do His will in our life. Second thing that is very important to a runner is the proper nutrition. Good nutrition is an important part of running your best. A diet with necessary nutrients will not suddenly make you faster. You can't eat the superfood and be faster than anyone else. But it does ensure that you stay healthy 
and that you can consistently train however you want to. The different nutrients, carbohydrates, fats, proteins, they provide energy that not only fuel your running, but also they're necessary for basic body functions. Water, almost every function of the body, is associated with water. As a Christian, we also have to have proper nutrition to run the Christian race. First of all, we need the bread of life. John chapter 6 verse 35, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will not hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. John 6 verse 48 Jesus basically says that I'm the bread of life. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 14. Hebrews 5, verse 14. Says, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So as we start out as a Christian, our knowledge level is lower. We pull in the basic steps. As we mature, we go up into the, the more meteor items. I like the version, I'm using the New International Version, and I like the the wording there says, have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil. When we're running the race, preparing to run, we're continually training ourselves. As a Christian, we're training ourselves to distinguish between good and evil. The water of life. John chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. John 4, 13 and 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. These metaphors teach us to believe on Jesus and to learn his teachings as we would eat bread, meat, and drink water and milk. Matthew 5 and verse 6 says we must hunger and thirst after righteousness. Next thing that's important when you're preparing to run is the proper training. A runner isn't going to last very long if he never trains. It's a, it's a sport that has to be worked at every day. In order to run two miles, you have to first start with one mile. You have to purge your bad habits, your bad food choices, and then you have to replace this all with good ones. You must be patient, steadfast, and disciplined, and willing to endure pain. 
First thing I want to look at is self-discipline. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 9 and 26, the verse that we just read. If you'll also turn to Romans 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Romans 8.13 says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 6. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. We have to discipline ourselves to watch, to be aware of the things that's going on around us. To keep ourselves in control and focused on our goal. Endurance. James chapter 5, verse 11. James chapter 5, verse 11. It's talking about Job here. It says, As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance, and you have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. We all know the story of Job, how he... Lost his family, his friends turned on him, his wife turned on him. But he remained faithful, he looked to the goal, and in the end, he was rewarded. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10. 2 Timothy 2.10 Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. No suffering that we ever go through is too great if it brings someone to salvation. No matter what we do, what we go through on this life, on this earth, is too great to save someone's soul. Patience. Luke chapter 21 verse 19 says, Stand firm and you will win life. If we stand firm in Christ, we're going to win eternal life. Revelations chapter 14 and verse 12 Revelations 14, verse 12. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep His commands and remain faithful to Jesus. If you start to run... Most people will not run 26.2 miles the first time they go out and try to run. It takes patience and it takes enduring the pains that you go through to make it 
to the ultra distances. Next thing we will look at the proper attire. We have to have proper attire. A runner will not last long without it. They have to have good clothing, and most of all, they have to have good shoes. The uh, when we started running, the uh, distance was a 5K, so you could run just about any shoes you got. When you started moving up in distance, then uh, you had to go buy some new shoes because they just wasn't built for the comfort to run the long miles. As a Christian, we have proper attire that we should wear. In Matthew chapter 22, Matthew 22, verses 11 through 13. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothing. He asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. He was not prepared to go to the wedding feast. He didn't have the proper clothing. Revelations chapter 7 and verse 14. Revelation 7:14 says, I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Galatians 3, verse 27, For as many of you have been baptized, have put on Christ. Proper clothing for a Christian is to be baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 15, we have to have the right shoes, your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. We must confess and be baptized into Christ. Romans 10 and 10, with the mouth confession is made. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, they've made the good confession. Acts 2 and 38, a verse that we all know, it says repent and be baptized. Acts 22 and 16 says get up and be baptized and wash away your sins. So the things that we do to prepare to run the race, we have to have the proper attitude, which is hearing with a view to obey the gospel. Proper nutrition, believe Jesus and his teachings. Proper training, we change our lives. The life that we're living, we have to change. Proper attire, we put on Christ in baptism. For the next few minutes, we want to look at running the race. Once we're prepared, then we must do it. We must run. What does one gain from running in a race? Well, one, he gains good health. Two, he gains exercise. Personal satisfaction. And the last thing he gains is a prize. The prize for a Christian is so much greater 
than an earthly prize that one might win. There are a few things that we have to do to run the race. First thing we have to do is we have to follow the rules. Those who participate in races have to follow rules. One of the rules is uh, you have to start at the proper time. You have to remain within the boundaries of the course. We have rules to follow in the Christian race also. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. Second Timothy 2 and verse 5. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive a victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. He goes on to do some examples of the farmer and the crops, among other things. You have to obey the rules. John chapter 14 and verse 15. John 14 verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. 1 John 5 and verse 3. First John 5, verse 3 says, In fact, this is the love of God to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. The next thing when we're running a race is we look to examples. In the history of sports, there's many people to look to. Uh, just to name a few Jesse Owens, he won four gold medals at the 1936 Olympics. Mark Spitz, he was a swimmer. He was a nine-time Olympic champion, and he held seven world records. Carl Lewis, nine Olympic golds, one silver, and ten world championships. I told you I'd started uh, into running. Well, after the running went by, I started uh, doing CrossFit. So a couple of years ago, I was introduced into the CrossFit world by one of my friends that opened up his own gym. And in that group, it was an atmosphere that I'd never been in. I had never seen people that were so supportive that if you were the weakest link, they were there in the floor laying with you, helping you get through every rep. They, there was no one that was left out running by himself. It was a complete support group and examples to look to. As Christians, we should have one of the greatest support groups and groups of examples that there should be anywhere. That is, if our brothers and sisters and we have the correct attitude. There was an article that was written. I was going to take a little bit out of it. Uh, some of you may have remembered it. Uh, in July last year, it was July the 8th, in Panama City, Florida, there was a rescue effort that involved 70 to 80 people to save nine people, there were, including two young children. 
It all started when an 8-year-old and his 11-year-old brother was out in the ocean, and a riptide came, undercurrent, and pulled them out to sea. They drifted approximately 300 feet off the beach. Two strangers heard the kids screaming. They immediately swam out to them. They're hung in the same undercurrent. Two other people done the same. They're hung in their undercurrent. The mother hears this crying. Her and a couple of family members, they proceed out. They're in the same situation. So a group of bystanders on the beach talk among themselves, and they form a human chain linked arm in arm all the way out to these people. So after approximately 30 minutes of strangers not knowing each other, linked arm in arm, they save these swimmers. And I asked myself the question, and it was in the article, is do we realize the people that are sitting in the building with us, how many of those are struggling? How many are running the race of life and are caught up in the hills, the valleys, the weather, and need someone to help them get to the finish line. Our greatest example that we have to follow is Jesus. He is our reason for living. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, says, For me to live is Christ. In Galatians 2, and verse 20, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus Christ gave his life that we can live eternally in heaven. The next thing for a Christian, we have to look to the prize. We all know the athletes that we're common to. There's a prize that motivates them. Whether it be a state championship for a high school team. Whether it be winning the World Series for a baseball team. Super Bowl for an NFL team. The Stanley Cup. Or an Olympian winning a gold medal. Everyone has a prize that they're after. The Christians have a greater prize for which to run. It's eternal life. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 25, says, And this is the promise that He has promised us, even eternal life. How much greater prize can we get than eternal life? 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. For that to happen, we have to finish the race. We have to endure to the end. Every athlete that you see, they know and understand that if they're to be victorious, they have to endure to the end. If you're running, you have to make it to the finish line. If you're playing football or basketball, you have to either make it to the end of the game or you have to make it to the end of the season. A Christian has to endure life. We 
We have to make it to the end. And life is like a marathon. It's uphills, downhills, running through water. Uh, anything that you can imagine is thrown at us every day. And we have to endure it. We have the scripture, we have each other to help us endure this race that we're in. If you've never entered the race, tonight is the night that you should do that. Today is your day. You could be put on the starting line and begin your race. There may be those that's present that have started the race and have got hung up in the mud, that have slowed down to a walk and need some encouragement. We're all in this together. We're looking to the ultimate goal, a home in heaven. If you're subject to the invitation in any way, please come as we stand and sing.